Welcome to Pondering Passages. Today, Kurt and I are going to take a look at Psalm chapter 9. Uh, it really is a beautiful psalm, and we can't wait to share it with you. Passages. I'm Kurt Austin, my good friend right over there. David Mullins. He's back. I can't believe it. I am back. So, uh, Dave, you've been, you've been traveling the world, experiencing all that God has done in across the world. What's your favorite thing that happened in the last month? Oh, he's got a Scotland shirt. Yeah, Very I nice. went to Scotland. Went to Scotland for almost three weeks right. and uh, made it there and uh, actually made it back. Uh, we were a little concerned because... Coming back, they said you had to have a negative COVID test, not just vaccine cards. That's what we needed to leave. But to get back in the U.S., we had to get a negative test. And it's kind of like, well, you know, there's so many folks that are asymptomatic. So we're wearing like... Asymptomatic. What? Asymptomatic. Isn't that... Oh, I thought that's what I said. Not systematic. Oh, okay. There are a lot of people who are asystematic. Yeah. You're you're exactly yeah. right, but yeah. not in that context. But uh, so we're wearing masks around, even though Scotland had lessened the need for masks because it's kind of like you know we don't know what people have. So it was it, it was a surprise. We did not know it going over that we we had to have a negative test coming back. But it was negative. We made it back. We're here. And I'm so, I'm glad. so glad to be back with you, even though I know you've been trying to replace me. Uh, you're you're taking. I know this is just like interviews that you're doing with with right. folks. We've and, got applications. Uh, They're lining up. I'm I telling know. you that so many applications. Um, I but I uh, but it is. It's great to have you back. We're we're looking at Psalm nine today. And uh, probably one of my least favorite of the first nine is Psalm nine. Well, can I tell you something about Psalm 9? Do, please do. Uh, did did you put all of the uh, interludes in? Did well, you leave those know. in? I don't know. Let's let's see. Yeah. Um, I usually do because I think interlude. Well, you no, I didn't. Do. You didn't? I, I don't Are think I sure? did. Nope, I didn't. I, took, I must have taken them out. Okay. Well, if you look at it. <gasps> There's a quiet one. There's it, quite an interlude. And there's the other one. There are only two, right? Right. But what do you notice about the second one? It's at the end of the end of the story. Yes. What's Which, that mean? What does that mean? It means that there's a good chance that Psalm 10 was actually part of Psalm 9. Yes. I had read I read that as well. Okay. But we're only talking about Psalm 9. I know it was a real struggle for me because it's kind of like, well, gosh, if they really feel because it was also supposed to be what an acrostic where they start out with, but then the alphabet, it got messed up somewhere. And so I, I don't know how I feel about all that because it's like, oh, it's an acrostic, but it's not like a pure acrostic. Well, then is it? And it's but, not. Anyway, but anyway, for those that really care you know, you can just go on and read Psalm 10 as well. I and and I don't think it will mess with us today, but I think when we do next week's show, that that might need to be in the back of our minds. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. Yeah. And um, sung to the tune "Death of the Sun." I'm, I'm not familiar with that one. It's a. It's, yeah, I think it's in a three-four time, and uh, it's I thought got, it was in seven-eight. Seven-eight. Seven, eight. There's my yeah. dog. There is your dog to come back up. Um, all right. It just leaves it no, open. No, he never shuts the door behind him. He always leaves it open. It's really annoying. Yeah. No, he wants all, right. all right. So let's talk about this psalm. Let's um, do it. So you, you've been reading it. Uh, I've been reading it. I love verses one and two. I think it's beautiful. You know, uh, praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I mean, it's it's just beautiful. Tell them the yeah. marvelous things you've done. Filled with joy because of you, I'll sing praises to your name, O Most High. Anything to that? It, it's good. It's all good, you know. Uh, <laughs> although, although I I really have to take a step back, and it, it's one thing to echo the praise with the psalmist. I think it's another thing to completely enter into this lifestyle. Very nice. Very nice. So, you know, it's almost it's like yeah, yada yada yada, but that's. You know, what does it mean to truly praise the Lord with all our hearts? And what does it mean for us to tell of all the marvelous things that he's done? And and you can go through this and say, what what does that mean in my life to really live this out rather than just kind of uh, reading through it? Yeah, I like that, Dave. That's, a, that's a, a great insight. And I think it goes back to what we've been trying to do as we read all of these when we started with 69 is what is the... What is the formative question yeah. that this psalm raises? Not not just information, knowing that this could be part of Psalm 10, knowing that there's a, you know, not just that informational level, but what's the formational level that takes us to this passage and says, uh, okay, I, how do I do this? Um, if I was reading this in first person as opposed to I'm reading what someone else wrote, and I said, I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. Oh, what? What's that look like? Yeah. How how do I engage that? Um, yeah, that's a great. That's and, a, a wonderful challenge. And you know what? I'm I'm just thinking if we spend another you know, fifteen minutes on just these two verses, then we don't have to enter into the rest of the psalm. Well, that's what I did with Psalm six. So let's. Uh, I'm all right with that. <laughs> I mean, I really am all right with that because I think that's one of the the trappings that we fall into in doing this. Uh, show, we'll call it a show for lack of a better term, yeah. is that we do feel like you got to kind of walk through all of it and give some, well, what if what if this is the insight for you and I this week? This is the thing. Yeah, I, you know, and I do think it's important to walk through the whole thing. See, that's why because, we get trapped in that. Well, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, one of the things about faith is dealing with stuff that we'd rather not deal with, you know, and bringing God into the picture. And not everything in Scripture is going to resonate with us today, but maybe next week something happens, and all of a sudden the psalm starts, you know, coming yeah. back to our memory. Yeah, and it's like, oh, now I know what the psalmist is talking about. I know exactly. I mean, not exactly how he feels because their enemies were probably out to actually kill them. But uh, yeah. Well, then let's let's march forward then. We've got a limited amount of time. We got to we got to get this done. So, verses three, four, five, and six, talking a lot about the enemies. Yep. Um, the the, the fact that they retreated. 
staggered and died when you appeared. This is an upper. This is a good one. Um, from For you have judged in my favor. So the reason that this is happening is because they're, um, God, God is on his side, right, um, in, in this. And judge and judged is a lot but uh, in this, but also the nations become yeah. kind of the emblem of the enemy. Right. Uh, it's a personal story. I mean, I can't imagine what what it is if if I'm see if I'm reading this in my own I'm my enemies retreat. You have judged in my favor, and all of those enemies Canada, Mexico, Brazil, all of them are against me. Right. Yeah. You know, although I, I would say the psalmist worldview is the fact that they were God's special possession mm -hmm. and they were on the side of God, which means that they were on the side of justice. Mm -hmm. And so I think they saw in terms of, of their nation, a nation that was all about justice. I mean, they had the law and they had all this stuff. And so, you know, the second part of verse four, he says, you have judged with fairness. Uh, which kind of speaks to justice. Yeah. Uh, and and then verse five, you have erased their names forever. That That's a huge deal in that culture. Yeah. All you had was your legacy. All you yeah. had was your name. You know, people would build statues for that, that memory. And he's saying you've erased their names forever. Well, in verse six, you've uprooted them, are now forgotten. They're forgotten, the cities yeah. you uprooted are now yeah. forgotten. So he's he really swings this to the, the worst possible um, situation. Yeah. But the Lord reigns forever, executing judgment from his throne. He will judge the world. I mean, the, the word judge in this is a lot. Yeah, it, it is a lot. <laughs> it's in it. Yeah. It's, it's in there a lot. Um, yeah. Which is, if you're suffering from injustice, what do you want? You want a judge to rule in your favor. Yeah. Uh, with fairness as well. Verse 9, the Lord is a shelter for the oppressed. Yeah. A refuge in times of trouble. I love that. Uh, that's See, and that's one of the things. If we hadn't continued through here, we would have missed that. That's all right. Next, yeah. you know, when we go through this in three years and we're back on Psalm 9, then... <laughs> We could talk about that first. We're going to continue <laughs> this for three years. We're going to roll cycle, back around. Cycle back around, man. Uh, those who know your name, trust in you, O Lord. Uh, for you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. That's verse ten. Uh, you know, I, I again, I, I'm all right. You've you've called me out. You've corrected me, uh, and no. I appreciate it. But rather than just standing with verses one and two, because you now I just want to stay with verse ten. Yes, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good one. You know, uh, I mean, you do not abandon those who search for you. Those who yeah. know your name trust in you. Yeah. So talk about what knowing your name. What's that? What does that mean? That's not just a you know Yahweh. That's not a uh, you know. It's not just the it, it it it's actually knowing the identity of right the the character of God. Yeah. The, the, this might. This might be a little much for our show, but uh, the, the reason why I was in Scotland is because I was, I'm on sabbatical. And one of the things I was hoping to do on sabbatical is read more of a guy named Evagrius Ponticus. Uh, he was an early church father in the desert, and he has a, a process of salvation or, or 
uh, yeah, I, th- I guess process. And his goal is knowledge of God. Hmm. That is the goal, is knowledge of God. It's not prayer. It's not good works. It's not good deeds. It's knowledge of God. All these things, everything in the in 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 life that he talks about, uh, he's the one that kind of started the seven deadly sins. That whole concept, everything that he writes about, is to bring the monk to a knowledge of the Holy Trinity. That is the ultimate, and prayer serves for that purpose. And so, if you throw that verse back up again, he he would probably, and I haven't looked it up. I probably should. Because he, this is probably one that he really jumped on. Those who know your name, those who know you. And then, for you do not abandon those who search for you. And that is that whole journey that we're on is of searching for God. It's not, you know, it's, it's not a, and some people disagree with me, but it's not about heaven. It's not about going to heaven after you die. It's about truly knowing yeah. God. And being in a relationship with God. Oh, uh, oh, oh! Yes, okay, yes. So this is this. So this has been in my head. All right. Um, just get just out of this. get out of get out of my head and into my car, this, man. This is well. Oh, even better! Great transition to what I've been thinking. <laughs> so Dave and I are going to take a couple of weeks, and we're going to travel out west. Road we're trip. Gonna spend, we're going to spend a lot of time together, right? Yes, and. If you if you just called up anybody, a neighbor or somebody, and you said, "Hey, can we just spend the next two weeks together driving, and we're going to go, we're going to start up in the northern state, uh, and we're going to drive all the way down to the southern uh, state, and we're going to we're going to travel this road together," it how much more enjoyable if you actually know the partner that you're riding with, mm, yeah. right? And I was yeah. thinking about this as and it, as it relates to our relationship with God. And how what you know how much more we would enjoy the journey if we actually knew God better. Yeah. And I was thinking about this as it relates to heaven. Why do we want to go to heaven? We don't like spending time with God now. Why <laughs> we don't even we don't do it now. We don't do it in yeah. prayer. We don't do it in in uh, reading the the passage. We're put out when we have to actually go to church. We we you know all of these things are just almost inconveniences to our daily life. You know, there's a country song. I, what is it? If there's no beer in heaven, I don't want to go. Right. So, yeah. I mean that that is it's kind of like well you know, uh, wait what. Yes, I, I know it's supposed to be kind of funny, but it's it's really kind of sad, and it kind of shows really where our mindset is, anyway. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah. so rather than rather than realizing that eternity is spent in the presence of God, and that's what then gives us joy, not just that it's a, there's a house with many mansions or streets paved right. with gold or all dogs go to heaven or whatever it is that you motivate you. It's in fact the time that you will then spend in the presence of the the creator, the holiest of holies. And if you don't like doing it now, you're not going to love the rest of eternity. Yeah. I, I mean, really, it's just kind of like the the kids movie Finding Nemo. Nemo, you know, you're searching and searching and searching. But then the goal is when the search is over. That's, that's the joy of heaven that searches over because there oh, you are. Point. I yeah. like that. And and because yeah. at the end of the movie, they actually love spending time together. They love, yeah. you know, where, as yeah, opposed to this whole... adversarial almost. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. 
All right. Hey, look, we're stumbling on all kinds of new and new we and exciting things. Yeah. Sing praises to the Lord. This is verse 11, who re reigns in Jerusalem. Tell the world about his unforgettable deeds. For he, in verse 12, who avenges murder, cares for the helpless. He does not ignore the cries of those who suffer. That's, I, that's encouraging. It, it is. It is. And it goes back to this whole thing on justice. Yes, you want God to judge because you know he judges with justice and with fairness. And if you are on the side of, on his side, aligned with him, doing what you're wanting him to do, of course you're wanting him to judge. And it ends with these praises because he judges rightly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, avenges murder for the helpless, those who suffer. I like and this. Then, I'm gonna keep. And, I'm gonna keep moving. Yeah, and then he moves back to himself. You know, <laughs> have mercy. And that was. On I me. think. You know, originally I was saying I didn't love this psalm. I think it's because it was almost not schizophrenic in that back and forth and back and forth, but it was. It seemed like little uh, snippets that were kind of put together, and not oh. the story. Not the story necessarily. Well, it's. It, you know, I, I think, you know, when you're dealing with acrostic, you, you are limited yeah. because each, I, I forget, I think it was every other verse started with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So you would get to verse 13, it's like, well, now I'm up to whatever letter it is. Well, what am I going to do here? Well, right. Lord, right. well, where do I go from there? Well, have mercy on me. Yeah. You know, because I have enemies. You know, I'm at the jaws of death. Uh, you know, save me. Why? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, save me not so that I can have a, uh, um, a nicer house or a better job or uh, my family's all happy, healthy, whole, but that I can praise you. Yeah, I you can know, tell people it. what you've done. Yeah, you've rescued Which goes me. Back to, it goes back to verses one and two, right? I, I right. can tell yeah. all the marvelous things. Well, that's that's the same thing here. Yeah, so I can rejoice. Nice. Yeah. Nations have fallen, verse 15. The nations have fallen into the pit. They dug for others. This is a this must have been a really recurring thing, you know, a, a statement well, in that age. It it still is. I mean, how many movies bring satisfaction when you see the the antagonist end up setting a, a wildy coyote? You know, he sets all these traps for the roadrunner <laughs> and he ends up getting I mean, it's just like, yes. The yes. entire premise of that cartoon is him setting traps that he falls into himself. You're right. Yes. You're right. So so this was written for the Wiley e. Coyote cartoon series. It was. It it's um, I think there's something deep within us that it's like when someone's doing wrong. Oh my and, word. And again, it's it's like no one justice doesn't always have to be instituted to someone. Sometimes justice happens because you're on the wrong side of things. Yeah. And and no one likes to see the wicked get away with it. They always like to see something, although today it seems like sometimes people are rooting for uh, for the unjust. But, uh, you know, it's like, what do we say? Well, it serves them right. <laughs> they dug that pit and then they tripped and fell into it themselves. Well, that you, just... made, you made the bed, now you have to lie in it. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of the same 
Although more why would you make the, the bed if you're just going to lie in it? A little more cushy anyway. than the pit, you know. Yeah. Uh, 17, yeah. the wicked will go down to the grave. This is the fate of all nations who ignore God and people, now, I would assume. Now, this is really where it picks up in in Psalm 10. If you look yeah. at Psalm so 10, let's not it talks about those who ignore God. So that's a little it. foretaste for where... Well, if you see it as one psalm, we're not spoiling it. It's like, oh, okay. this, right. this theme will continue in. And I think that's one of the reasons why they think at one point it was one psalm. It's one psalm in the Septuagint and somewhere else. I forget where. But anyway. Yeah. But the needy will not be ignored forever. The hopes of the poor will not always be crushed. I, you know, this is a, a theme about who God loves, how God takes care of his own. But, but what is verse 18 saying about right now? They're ignored right now, but they won't be forever. Well, maybe that's not what he meant, but, you know, and again, you go back to Israel. And, and if this was written um, when the Israelites were kind of scattered among yeah. uh, the nations, then it goes back to even in Egypt when they were praying for 400 years for deliverance. There's this. Right. This, you know, God answer my prayer. Um, and so I think that's, and and again, I, I think that is true to our own story, right? I mean, it doesn't, things don't get fixed overnight. Right. Um, very rarely do the answers come um, right. You know, we, we say the prayer and the doorbell rings, very seldom. Yeah. Um, instead, yeah. we, I just saw a thing today about empathy. I don't know if you saw this as well, but empathy is not um, coming alongside someone and telling them it's okay, it will be okay. Empathy is actually coming alongside someone and saying, I know things really are not okay. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, it, I, I understand yeah. that things are not okay. That's just the way right it is right, this, right, right now. Um, and yeah. we just want things to get better yeah. as and quickly as possible. And sometimes I try to encourage people by saying, you know, the story's not over yet. This yeah. is the story right now. This is your story right now, but your story's not over. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't know what the next chapter will bring. So, yeah. Brilliant. All right. We're on the last slide here. Verses 19 and 20. Arise, O Lord, do not let mere mortals defy you. Judge yep. the nations. I like the mere mortals. I it, it takes me into like the Marvel universe or something like that. I don't understand. I don't know why. Um, and, and, and really, this this is go, looking back at verse nineteen. You know, the, the people won't be forgotten forever. So arise, yeah. O Lord, now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make don't them tremble them. in fear. Show your power. So it, let it them also know you're merely human. Okay, Dave. Take it down a notch, all right? No, hey, the, the, I'm just, I, the reality is, is the, the this ends in a weird way. That's I think that's mm -hmm. the other thing as I was reading is like verse, verses 19 and 20 are kind of a weird, especially with the beginning. Let me tell of yeah. all of your marvelous deeds. And the last is make them tremble in fear, Lord. Let the nation, you know, it's kind of this gritty, dark, I'm going to, people are going to suffer yeah, uh, kind of thing. Make them suffer. And well, then the there's this truly are. which yeah. I love that idea that between now and next week, there's an interlude. Yeah. In long one. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was a quiet one. This is a long one. This is a long yeah. interlude. Yeah. But it gives you, it gives you that space to think about all of the things that they've said in verse in, in Psalm 19. 
right? right? And and then as you enter into Psalm 20 or Psalm 9 and Psalm 10, then uh, they kind of met, merged together. Excellent. This is good. This Thank you for making this not my least favorite in the first nine. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that, I, and that's, seriously. that's reserved for Psalm 6 now, right? No, I like Psalm 6. I like Psalm oh, okay. 6. Okay. But it just, I, you know, I was by myself. I didn't want to talk about the whole thing. I just wanted to yeah. find a little yeah. one. But uh, so we are going to, next week, we're going to start reading uh, Psalm 10, 10. Uh, starting tomorrow. And we're going to, uh, so come to PonderingPassages.com. Visit us there. Uh, and that's where you'll find all of the videos. You'll find our podcasts as we keep filling that in. You'll find the um blog that we're that we're adding dave now that you've got all this free time you can be writing blogs and dropping them into i guess i could yeah you could yeah, you I could thought about that. yeah just a, just a short one just two three hundred words something that just you know yeah, make just, us weep, yeah. weep a little when we read it you know well i don't i don't know that i can do that but you can also find us on uh, facebook and instagram and youtube you can be a part of those conversations there click us like us follow us give us a comment um for those of you who are watching this after uh, we've had some guest shots uh, to be a part of this, um, uh, let us know what you thought of those. If you want us to keep those people off this show forever, that's fine. We get that because, you know, Dave's back. Now it all makes sense. All of life works I don't again. Know. Yeah, I don't all know right. about that. Well, uh, Dave, have a great week and I will talk to everybody. We will talk to everybody next week. All right. Okay. We go to Inverness, and and the first thing they say is, they said, did you hear about the bicycle event? You mean? <laughs> it's a different one. This one is a road. There, there's like 20, oh, no. like 30 or 40 miles around Loch Ness, and then they come back. He said there is like, I mean, Inverness is a, is a small town. They had 6,000 bikers plus everyone else, and I figured oh, the Lamborghinis word. were there. Because they had some like high end biker, you know, long distance right, right. type type of folks, and I figured that's why the Lamborghinis were there. And I don't know if like these guys were together or if they kind of said, "Hey, you got a Lamborghini? I have a Lamborghini. Hey, let's let's ride around together." And then later we heard them um, clear on the other side of town because it's very. If you've ever heard one of these, it sounds like a really cheap. To me, it sounds like a really cheap go kart. Yeah, really high, ranked up, uh, jacked yeah, up pretty high. Just yeah. kind of like, hey, we only have one gear, and that's first. So we'll do 220 <laughs> miles in first gear. But man, they, 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 I mean, we're in a neighborhood. They blew by us. They had been doing 70 or 80 down just this oh neighborhood gosh. road. It, it, it was actually not a very wise thing, but. Well, you know, no. Yeah. That, that goes without saying. Just Yeah, but if you're driving a. $250,000. I told Laura, I said, we just saw three quarters of a million dollars pass us. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's every nice. time I see one, I tend to take a picture. I've, I've, I saw one in Chicago. In fact, we almost parked next to it in a parking garage. But I Maserati. Maserati. Oh, Maserati. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing them all over the place. Yeah. Maserati. Those are a little, those are more family cars. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I saw a bunch of little stick figures on the window of the back. Yeah, of the last yeah, one that went baby past. on board. Yeah. <laughs>